Today, we, we thought, since the four of us have already preached one round, uh, we thought we'd give our church, uh, people that watch us, some uh, backstory, how this series came about, how, how we came up with Icon, making Christ, uh, making God visible. All right, making God visible. And, um, and today, our conversation is on Christ in the midst of uh, coronavirus corona COVID-19 pandemic, okay? So, so, so we, we're going to talk about that. Uh, we, we let you in a bit. Actually, four of us, including my wife, we always meet and talk, yeah. fight, <laughs> and go through materials and stuff. So, so today, we're going to let you in, all right, uh, into our, our living room. Uh, how do we work this out? Yep. So, uh, yes, before we go on further, maybe uh, if you have just tuned in, if you have just joined us, yeah. Welcome, this is the Collective Online Experience and uh, it's a bit special uh, because with the um, CMCO, right now we're able to meet yeah. and stand maybe a meter apart. I think it's a bit further than one meter. Definitely. So we can't really hug each other, uh, virtual feast bumps maybe. Yeah, but thank you for joining us online. Thank you for joining us all these time, all these weeks and uh, we hope you have a good experience here and uh, we hope that you do not just have a good experience but you have a God experience. So today's topic amen, is amen. Um, Christ in the midst of Corona. So we thought after going through the Icon series, Icon Making God Visible, that this is a halfway mark and we will do a revisit, we'll do a recap, but it's not just going to be a recap as in like, you know, a, summer, a summary of what has been going on for the past four weeks, but I thought, why not let's have a real conversation, yep. the yep. behind the scenes look yep. at this series, why are we even preaching this? Yeah. And what is the relevance of this topic right now in the world that we live in? The world that is so different right now compared to just three months ago. So I'm just going to ask Pastor, Pastor Kevin. Yo. I just realized Pastor, there's three pastors here. So. <laughs> <laughs> Pastor Kevin, why don't you just kickstart? Yeah, I think, I think it's always uh, a struggle to, to start a new series because... Um, we need to know what's the need of the church, whether it is relevant, um, whether the book is appropriate. Um, and Which is also another thing, it is also the Word of God, which means it speaks life every time we study the Word of God. So, I, I have to admit that this series so far has gone way better than we imagined when we first thought about it. Yep. Um, and God works through all of us. Um, yeah, so, so I, thought, I thought because when, uh, one of the key reasons why we chose this book is because uh, Paul wrote this in prison. Yeah. He was locked down, but he was not locked out. And I, think, and I think the whole idea really germinates from that one thought that he was not restricted uh, even then. And uh, yeah, but, but, but Pastor Kiv, you, you, uh, it was very appropriate when we were discussing how to do this. You said we should talk to our church about the struggle. Yeah, uh, that we all faced. The 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 idea is this that uh, I I think I think uh, when I was reflecting, I was just thinking like uh, whatever that uh, I assume to make us a great church uh, has been greatly challenged. Actually, um, um, this has been like a roller coaster ride for me. Sometimes I don't know whether you are listening or not. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. They're they are listening, they're watching, they're just having their breakfast at the same time. Yeah. Cooking, you see, cooking lunch. I mean, I mean I'm, not, I'm not judging, okay? I am just, I am a person that I, I really want to know it works. And, and this has, has put me in a place where, you know what, God, I, I'm just going to give my best when I'm recording. 
I don't even know tomorrow there will be another extension or not. Like, I, I'm just going to preach my best. The struggle is, is it effective? And coming to, suppose, we are supposed to preach on untamed faith in the beginning, yeah. but yeah. then uh, we, we change. We, we want to talk about the unlikely people in the Bible. But um, like what pastor said, you know the apostle uh, Paul, about 2,000 years ago, he was really on a real, real lockdown. And yet, that has not uh, uh, deterred him or in, in, in any way discouraged him to continue to preach uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And mind you, he is not only in one lockdown, he actually visited quite a lot of prisons. <laughs> and, and we were just talking about how actually he wrote the letter. Yeah. He, he was writing on the parchment, so there's no liquid paper and don't, no, no backspace. And still, he is full of faith to, to write it. The struggle for me, Pastor, is... Um, as a church, are we still serving the full purpose or calling of who we are called to uh, yeah. this season uh, through digital platform? I, I think for me, that's, that has been a real struggle. I am used to the amen. I'm used to turning to your neighbor. Yeah. You know, I am used to uh, seeing, seeing people walking down the altar. And, and I, I, I go home after Sunday realizing, hey, actually people give their hearts to Jesus. Now I don't know. But you know what's the ironic thing right now? When we were alive, we were hoping you don't go on your phones. But now we hope you stick to your phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Stick to the screen. Don't go off. Don't go off. The, yes. the rules of the game just change so much, right? Yeah. And, and, and whatever that I assume to make us successful since uh, we started the church all these years has been greatly challenged, Pastor. Uh, uh, the equipment, the, the, the venue, the uh, big days, the production. How have we celebrated Easter this year, Mother's Day, and uh, all, all those big events that makes me so proud in the past, I have to say. Yeah. It's no longer there. Yeah, and Mother's Day. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, Pastor Keith, um, I think you and I, we both shared this. Uh, I mean, you shared this to, to us, that in the beginning of the MCO, you were going through quite a personal struggle as well. And um, maybe you can share that part of your journey with us, if you don't mind. Sure, sure. Actually, I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm a person that I, I, I think problems are meant to be solved. Yeah. But this is a problem that I cannot solve. <laughs> I felt quite trapped in the beginning. Uh, I have never experienced a panic attack in my life. Uh, the reason being, I just came back from uh, a place where they believe in herd immu immunity. And looking at my kids that are still young and um, situations around me, I, 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 I probably lose grip or control over everything that I thought uh, I can control. So I think I, I fell into a place where I, I have shortness of breath and I'm pacing around, I'm fidgety and I am in and out of Zoom a, a lot. I just don't know what to do. I don't know what's the future like in, in, in this situation. Will, will any of my loved ones uh, be affected by this situation? So, so it was tough because, I don't know, have you all stayed at home so long before in your life? Nope. nope. I've not even stayed in Malaysia for so long in my life. Exactly, Pastor. Like, yeah, so, so that, that was hard for me. For, for two weeks, I was having bad AC reflux. I was having panic attacks. I have shortness of breath. Very difficult to sleep. Until one day, since I already wake up 4.35, I couldn't sleep. I decided to 
walk out of my house. And once I walk, that day I walk for five kilometers and just praying and talking to God. And I walk, and I walk, and I walk, and I walk. It was then, uh, I think God calmed me down. And it was then that I, I, I come to recognize that the peace of God is not the peace of the storm, the calmness. The peace of God is amidst the storm. Then I got calmed down. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So, so that's, that's for me. Uh, uh, and God has been good. And, and, and He has been so real, more real than ever before to, to my life. Yeah. And I think that was the struggle that we all face. I think all of us are going through our personal journey. After three months, maybe we are a bit more settled right now, but uh, we don't want to assume as well. Maybe some of you are still really going through a lot and maybe it may be even worse right now because I think right now is also the time when the economic reality hits uh, even more real. And we have our personal struggles, but we are also struggling coming to grip with church itself. Like, like what Pastor Keith just shared a bit, like, so what does church look like right now? Like, what are the things that make up what a church is, you know? Now that we cannot gather anymore, now that we cannot come together and worship together, are we still a church? And even coming up with this series, we, um, we had an angle of how we go about Colossians. And with the MCO hit, we are just about to start this series. And we ask ourselves, is it still relevant? Huh? <laughs> still relevant or not? But, but you know what? We've came to the conclusion that the Word of God is always relevant. Amen. And there may be many angles we come from. And whatever book that we choose, whatever part of the Bible that we read, um, the Word of God is unchanging. The Word of God is always still relevant. It's how we communicate it. It's how we express it. And I think we have seen um, the Word of God come real in our lives. And also as a church, you know, where we thought about what do we need right now? Who is the icon of our faith, you know? Who do we look to in these times when there is really no pattern anymore? We are in unprecedented times where there's no pattern to follow. There's no image of another church that we can follow after and say, you know what, this is the way we should do it. And I think we just go back to the icon of our faith himself, yeah. Jesus. What would Jesus do? What would Jesus have done, you know? And, and that's why we still stuck to the book of Colossians. Say, you know what, yep, it's still relevant. It will always be relevant. And let's really seek God and see, you know, how God can make himself visible through his word in this particular portion of scripture and how we can flesh it out um, in our series. Yeah. 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 Actually, Padji, you haven't said <laughs> anything yet. Like, like how, how, you know, this, this struggle is really connecting all of us. How, what, what was your experience like? Uh, first and foremost, I want to say how happy I am to be back in church. <laughs> you know, this is like two months. First time in two months, we've actually welcome everybody, welcome everybody you know. Uh, yeah, you know, um, for me, it's, um, you know, as, as, as uh, full-time uh, uh, church workers, Sunday is the center, is the main highlight of our week, you know, and so when this uh, MCO first started, you know, I mean, to be honest with you, I think all of us are lost, you know, we really don't know how to react, uh, our Sunday, right, you're no longer going to church, um, interacting with people, you know, as pastors, you know, it's our job to interact with people. And suddenly, we don't have to interact with people. You know, I could hear, I could open my window and the whole world is so quiet. All right. Uh, I was sharing with um, uh, these people here that uh, I, I was actually, we were actually supposed to go for silent retreat this year. Yeah, right, yeah. this year, yeah, silent retreat. And uh, <laughs> lo and behold, <laughs> this has been a forced silent retreat for us for two months. 
yeah, the, the silent retreat came to us. You know, it used to be one week, now it's two months. And uh, I've got to say, I, I, I really, um, uh, as much as a lot of uncertainties, I thank God for uh, this season that we can really uh, spend time just in quietness, uh, just to spend time praying, studying the Word of God, um, and just being able to put things, uh, refocus on God once again. You know, the truth of the matter is um, the world is very uncertain. You know, um, I've, I'm uh, uh, co-leading um, um, the Marketplace Ministry in our church, and I see so many uncertainties uh, with the business people, people in the marketplace that our church is facing. Uh, hotels are closing down. Um, businesses are, uh, you know, are on the verge of collapse, bankruptcy, and you are stuck at home. You can't do a single thing. Yeah. And the truth of the matter is, the people like that are like Paul. <laughs> they are in prison. Yeah. They can't do anything. Yeah. You, know, they, you know, they just can't do anything. All right? And, and, and it's very real, you know. Uh, it's, it's very real. And the only thing... Now, of course, like what Pastor said just now, when Paul wrote these letters, these are called the prison epistles, you know. Colossians is one of them. And um, the famous um, uh, episode on Philippians, which is all about peace, all right? Paul wrote this whole entire chapter about peace, right? While he was in prison, That's right. That's while right. he was being tortured, you know, while he was facing death, you know, while he was facing so much uncertainty, yet he was able to say, I have peace in God. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. What is his secret? He was able to see things from God's vantage point. Yeah. Yeah. See things from his perspective wow. as what Colossians chapter 3 verse, verse 2 says. Yes. You know, so I think that's amazing. Amazing. Yep. Cool. That's great. Um, I think, I think the, all the struggles that we all face, uh, I got uh, my fair share of struggle, I think second week into MCO, MCO, which is like the first yeah. portion, my mom got a stroke. And, and and I think so we we don't have like a service to update people and yeah. the time they they watch us on screen is everything is fine. <laughs> yeah. Even after Kaysen have seven takes, they only see the good take. You know. So yeah. so this this situation happened and and Kaysen, Kaysen also went through the yeah, same struggle. Like, you know, our our faith our faith is stretched. My mom got stroke. Went to hospital, discharged, and then got another stroke. Uh, then we, we sent her to UM, uh, UH, lah, UH hospital. It was so scary. Uh, like, we're not sure whether we can get off the car. And uh, the woman, they saw my mom. They just whisked her away. We didn't even have a chance to tell her, don't worry, everything is okay. They just whisked her away. So, so there were actually a lot of things that we were all facing behind. And, and then we have to worry whether we have prepared the right series. And I think, I think what Josh just shared before I let Kaysen share his part was that if we, if we just keep using our mind to decipher and interpret everything, I think, it, I think it's going to be really tough. Um, and because we are all seeing it from our perspective, but when we focus that, hey, you know what? This is the word of God. This is a word that will change our lives. Um, we pick this passage. The Lord will use us. It, it will touch lives. Uh, I think that was a big lesson just for us. Yeah. You know, because we, we, we talk so much, right? We want to make sure that this series is relevant, it's attractive, it's appropriate and everything. Just surrender and let God take over. Yeah. yeah. Guys, you have a fair share of story as well, right? Yeah. Like, 
Uh, I think my experience is a bit different from Pastor George. You know, when it first happened, he's like, whoa, silent retreat came to me. Exactly. For me, everything became louder. So um, I hit the production team as well in church and the creative team. So when, when this whole thing happened, I, I think I didn't really think much. Uh, and I just went into operational mode, you know, just get things running, get the machinery up and running. Uh, my team is here looking at me right now. Uh, they will have experienced that as well. So it was just all about getting the weekend broadcast up. Yeah. And I think we have seen um, from the first time we did it to where we are right now, I think we have evolved so much yeah. in three months. Thank you. And, and I really want to say, team, thank you so much. Woo! Thank you. Thank uh, you, you guys so much. Don't see them, but they're really, really the ones really working hard uh, week in, week out. Actually, the whole team does it, even the community team and all. But I just want to give a shout out to them. Yeah. They're here. And we just went into operational mode. And I was just working nonstop with the team for three, four weeks. You know, we were just week in, week out, day in, day out. There's no day, there's no night kind of situation. Sunday we're working, Monday we're working, and seven days a week. And it came to a point after about the third week or fourth week, I realized I'm becoming so unhealthy. I'm becoming so unhealthy. I'm having thoughts in my mind like, hey, are we just the only one working hard? No, the rest, are they working? No, like, or are they just like at home, you know, sleeping, you know, and must I keep going on his walk? So nice. Oh, <laughs> and we're just here, you know, toiling, you know, coming up with videos, editing. And, and of course, when we are isolated, right, one of the, the toughest things is what story are we telling ourselves yeah. when we are isolated? Yeah. What are the images in our minds, not just of ourselves, but also the other people in our lives? And I realized I just became very, uh, just very, uh, Pastor Keith used the word fidgety. It's not really fidgety, it's very easily ticked off. Yeah, yeah. Every little thing I'd be like annoyed and pissed. And I realized, you know what, this is becoming so unhealthy. And I just realized, you know, I got to step back a bit and just give myself some space. Because although the space was thrown on me, right, I didn't give myself that inner space. That's so no matter what kind of situation you're in, it may seem like, you know, the whole world has been stopped. The whole world has been on pause. But if you don't do that for yourself on the inside, you will never have that rest. Amen. You will never have that kind of situation where, you know what, God, take control. Yeah. And I realized that's what I did after three or four weeks. And... And I just began to change um, how I view what's going on in my life right now and what's going on in the life of the whole team, of the whole church. And Pastor Kevin shared about how his mom went through a stroke. And my dad also went through a mini stroke two weeks ago. And thank God that it was in the midst of the CMCO where we could actually move around already. So I could go back to my dad who lives 30 minutes away from me. And thank God that that happened at that time. And as of the time of speaking right now, He's actually doing much better. And, and, thank, and thank God so much for His grace and His mercy about my dad's life. And there's just so much to juggle, so much to take care of. And, and in the midst of all this, we have to remember our responsibilities as a leadership team as well. And one of the things that we ask ourselves is, ask ourselves is what should church look like at this point in time? What does church need to look like at this point in time? And if I can just take you to a portion of scripture that I shared on um, in my part of the series where I preach called Picture Perfect. It's from Colossians 1 verse 15. It says, The Son is the image of the invisible God. The Son is the image of the invisible God. So when Jesus came into the world, He came as a person. And through this person, we saw an image of how the invisible God should look like. But the problem is, I think at that time, not everybody had the same idea of what a Messiah should look like. 
they all had a different image of what a Messiah should be like. Jesus did not conform to the image of a Messiah to their minds at that time. And now Jesus has died, He has resurrected, He is the head of the body, the church, and He has gone up to be with His Father in heaven. And right now it is to the body, it is up to the body to make God visible. So the body right now is the image of the invisible God. The church is the image of the invisible God. But what image of a church do we have in mind? We are so used to what Pastor Keith mentioned just now, coming here, speaking to a crowd, hearing the amens, high-fiving, hugging each other, having someone uh, serve you, having someone um, lead you to your seat. After that, you go out to the lobby and you have someone talk to you. That is the image of a church that we have, that we know, that I know. But right now that all this has been taken away, hopefully temporarily, although I think things will, some things will permanently change. What is the image of the church that we have right now? Does it conform to what you have? And if it does not, what do we do about it? What do we do about it? And I think for us, we realize that we live according to the patterns that we know. And that's okay for a while. But once things are disrupted, then we got to know that where are we really putting our faith? Is it in the image of the church that we know? Or is it on the icon himself? On Christ himself? The perfect image so good. Yep. of the invisible God. Yeah. Wow. I think, I think so, so as we, uh, four of us already preach, I think that that whole theme of making God visible it is so, such an action uh, statement that whatever part of the Colossians that we're preaching, and if you are watching us today, while you're watching us today, I want to encourage you to, through your own life, make God visible. Because in my part of the sharing, uh, on week one, I, I talk about Bella Chow because Money Heist was a big deal. And, and Bella Chow, it's about a song of redemption that people wanted to be redeemed. And, and it should be our anthem because we are redeemed. In verse uh, 13 to 14 of uh, Colossians 1, it says, For He has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son He loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. We, we already experience redemption. We are free. That's our anthem, that, that we are free. But how do we make God visible with this redemption? And I think one, one thing that we all can do is to practice the, the lifestyle and the habit of being thankful to God every day. Thankful for the love and the faith that is on the inside of us because there's a hope for all eternity. So, so wake up every day, give thanks to God. I, I, I like to wake up every morning, uh, I give thanks to God for Jesus, give thanks to God for my family. You know, I wake up, I see my wife, my kids. Uh, I thank all of you. Uh, so regularly, I will text you all, I say, hey, thought about you all this morning. I, I really appreciate you all. Um, my team, our staff team, our elders. Uh, I, I make, make, make it a habit. It, it's, sometimes it's interesting, right? Being thankful, it's not natural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's a discipline. That, but the more thankful you are, the more God-focused you become, yeah. the more free you become. Yeah. So, so, yep, if I can leave you with one thought, is to be thankful. When, when we are in the midst of a lockdown, we are thankful. God become visible to our neighbours. Our neighbours will wonder, hey, you are different, you know, and, and, and I like to bring that to the table today. Amen.
So I cover, yeah. I cover a little bit <laughs> about, about we'll my part. you out, don't worry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, he panicking. So, no, I, I, I talk about the mystery of the invisible. Hey, Pastor, keep up your pants, your jeans, why? <laughs> no money to buy. I thought, I thought walking in the morning got chased by dogs. Yeah. Hey, when I walk, right, there's six, seven dogs at the side. I tell you, Pastor, you really Pastor pray, Keith, man. Pastor, you should show the camera your jacket as well, the back of your jacket. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't hey guys, that's a throwback okay. to the City Harvest days. Hell <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. style. Okay, back, back, back to uh, what, what, what I want to say. Uh, I think uh, Colossians, is, Colossians is really very, very rich. I think uh, hearing uh, Paji said sometimes uh, about the vantage point, I, I think knowing and really diving deep into what Paul is trying to say to a people he has never met, listening to their arguments over what can do, what cannot do, uh, which, uh, which angel should we worship, or what should we eat, what we should not eat, or what law we, you, you have broken, what law you have not broken, uh, you know. Uh, he said all these are not important. Wow. All these are not important because he's, he's, to me, he's, he's saying that you have dethroned Jesus already <sighs> by, by arguing about all these things, you have dethroned him. So, I, if you still remember, then I, I, I showed the picture of Christ on the cross. Whatever that you all want to argue, he already nailed it there. He paid the full price. Amen. Thank so, you. is it enough for you all or not? I know we have fears. I even know that some of you, um, you are in, on the retrenchment list, or maybe you are not too sure you are on a pay cut. But deep, deep, deep inside, you must come to this place where you say, you know, as long as I don't lose my intimacy with God, if I don't lose Jesus in my life, He is enough. Out of that, out of that, we will rise again. Out of that gratefulness, we can still serve. You know, because it is not all lost, we still have Christ in our lives. So, so I just, I just really want to say this to, to all of you. Take this time to maybe fall in love with simple things like just reading the Bible and what, what, what I do is I listen to podcasts while I walk or lately I started to run hop, hop a little bit or run, 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 run a little bit but I, I, I put on you know I, I think taking back uh, in the beginning we, are, we can be very reactionary but taking back our mornings and starting to design it if you hear from them they actually take back their uh, mornings, starting to give thanks, starting to dwell, uh, dwell on the Word of God, just hold back. Let's take back, redeem back our mornings and just design our day in a way that we will see our day in the lens of Jesus, in a lens that God truly loves us so deeply through the cross. I, I think that's a, a win for me. Yeah. yeah, take back that morning and, and, and discipline yourself so that your success is never by chance. Your success is always by design. So take your morning to design your day. Uh, put Christ at the center of it all. Amen. That's so good. I, I, I remember when I came here and I saw you going to go for recording, right? You say Kason and I took the best part of Colossians. 
<laughs> okay, so so let me let me let me, no let let me explain. Let me explain. Stand up, Eddie. Stand up, Eddie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, let, come let, down, come down. No, let me I explain. Did, by the way, if you're watching us, this is actually quite common. Right now, meetings. After a while, people start walking around. Yeah, but so, you don't know where he went. You know, I, I don't know which camera I should look at. But but you see, we discuss about the sermon, right? So the conclusion of the sermon right, is the supremacy of Christ. So there's like okay, Colossians key verse, right? Key verse is in chapter one. Verse 15. Uh, verse 15, you know? So it's like, okay, Lord, we already discussed this. It's the main meat already. Then I go and read, right? Uh, Pastor Andrew also sent us stuff. Uh, chapter 1, chapter 2 deals on doctrine. Chapter 3, chapter 4 deals Christian on duty. Christian duty. So they already <laughs> preached chapter 1 fully already, doctrine, doctrine. <laughs> then I keep looking at it, right? Like, <laughs> most of the things are just re-emphasizing what they are saying on it. So, so I, I find it hard, especially you all preach so well. So the oh, oh, pressure wow, wow. was very, uh, yeah, very hard. But, but I'm blessed by you telling us to take back our mornings. Amen. Amen. I, I'm blessed by your preaching today, Pastor Keith. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but, but, but you know, to me, that's not the key verse. I think all of us will have different revelations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to me, the, uh, I've been reading Colossians quite a lot since the beginning of the year. And it's been a book that's really been speaking to me. And to me, the, the, the key verse in this whole book is actually in chapter 2, verse 9. Actually, that's your portion. And it says that in Christ, the fullness of the deity dwells in bodily form. Yeah. And in Christ, you have been brought to fullness. Yeah. So in Christ, the fullness of God, the deity, dwells in bodily form. And now that when you are in Christ, you have been brought to fullness. Very good. And... And so when I read something or when I think about something, all of us, we mainly think in questions, right? So the question is, what is this fullness of God? So if the fullness of God dwells in Jesus Christ, and when we trust and put our faith in Jesus Christ, we have been brought into Christ, and we have been brought into that same fullness, what does that fullness look like? Are we living in that fullness in our day-to-day lives? Whether it's uh, a mundane, uh, a mundane Monday morning in January when nothing happened, are we living the fullness of God in our lives? Or was it on March 19, one day after MCO? That was my birthday, by the way. Oh. <laughs> my birthday came one day after MCO. Your, your birthday is my last public social gathering, yeah. I think. So in the midst of the pandemic, are we living out the fullness of God as well? And what does that look like. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, I don't have a full answer. None of us here standing or rather sitting on this stage have that full answer. But I think if we journey in this together, we will have a better idea. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Because part of experiencing the fullness of God is actually experiencing the fullness with a community of people around you. Awesome. Yep. And that's the identity of God. The identity of God is always rooted in a community. Yeah. And if you are not connected to people, if you live your life just alone, if you do not want to be associated with people, it's very hard, I would say it's almost impossible to really experience this fullness of God in our lives. And as we are about to land this plane, we have a story to share with you from someone in our community. And she, her name is Jiahui. Jiahui went through quite a challenge in the early part of this MCO because while going through it, she experienced something in her family that uh, made a chaotic season even more chaotic. But it was the community around her that really made 
God visible and God so real in her life. So that is a story of how having a community around you, having friends around you, can really make God visible in your lives in a very practical manner. And God used Kelly, God used Mation to make God visible in Shahwe's life. If you're there right now and you need God, you need God to be visible in your life, you need something, you need someone, can I just encourage you, why not you connect with someone in our community? Why not you connect with someone who will be a friend, connect with someone who can journey with you in whatever struggle that you are facing. You don't have to be alone. There are people around you. There are instructions on the screen right now. There are instructions on the screen that you can follow. And you can be part of our community. Our leaders will get in contact with you. Leaders of Collective, if you are right now on the comment section, why don't you encourage people there and just ask them, hey, do you want to be a part of a community, of a connect group, or just be a friend? Why not you join us? Let us do this life together. Let us take this journey together. I just, I, I just sense as well, uh, this moment, if you are not in Clang Valley, you can also be part of our community. Yeah. I, just, I just sense, uh, I have this desire that one day, you know, people from different, different places and places that we have never been, we can come together in a Zoom room and it will be fun. You will educate us, educate us about your culture, uh, the way that you uh, uh, see Christ. So just, just wherever you are, just the best decision that you can make is be part of a community. Yeah. Uh, but you want to talk about Compass a little bit, you guys? Uh, yes. Um, those of you that are in a marketplace, you know, yeah. you are working, you're running your own business, you know, know that there is this group in our church called Compass. It is open to anybody, everybody. Yeah. Uh, just um, join the, the IG. Uh, just go to our IG page. Uh, you'll be able to see it. I think uh, Li Hui can... can you can put the IG address on the screen. But Ji, who's, who's inside? If, if I go in, yes. who will I be meeting? You'll be meeting a lot of people. <laughs> so you ask me this question, right? Who, so who, weeks, who, who, who do you think will be, wow, I, 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 will want, I would love to have a conversation with this, these okay. people. Yes, um, we, have, we have different speakers uh, 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 on every week. But most of the time, uh, CK, uh, CK Chan, one of our elders, and uh, a few of our uh, leaders... Uh, marketplace leaders will be uh, uh, speaking and we deal with very practical things you know um, uh, how to uh, how to do well in a marketplace especially in this pandemic right now you know how to restructure your business you know this week we are talking about um, uh, CK will work with someone to see whether or not their business plan is workable mm, all right it is relevant or not all right so these are very practical things that we feel that we are able to help you but more than anything else you know, uh, Compass is a community that you can be part of. Yeah. All right. There is this is a part of a community that uh, people will pray with you, journey with you. You see, uh, God never promised us that everything will be all right, but He has given us Himself, His presence, His Holy Spirit, and a community of believers to journey with you. Yeah. You know, our life, our life, yeah, our Christian walk is not a walk of. Uh, a smooth walk. It's not going to be everything God will answer you. But the Christian walk is a walk of overcoming. Amen. That Amen. we will be able Amen. to overcome everything else Amen. by the power of the Holy Spirit, by the Word of God, 
by God and by the community of believers. So, so that is what a church here is for. Yeah. This is what a ministry like Compass is, is about. Amen. Amen. So, do join us. Okay? Thank you. Um, as, I, as I draw this to a close and I want to pray for you guys, I, I just say um, I, one more time, I'm very proud of my team. Um, we also have Tuesday Night Live where we talk about soul work, uh, working with Lynette on mental health. One of the things that I learned uh, during those sessions is that how do you know whether you are healthy? It is when you have too much on your plate, your sense of responsibility keeps you going. You know you're doing well. But to this, this moment, if you're watching us, maybe you're really struggling. You are lost. You, you don't know what else is ahead of you. You are anxious. You, you, yeah, it's great. I hear, you know, Compass, people walking with you. And Pastor Keith say, if you're from another city, you know, we'd love to connect with you. But I'm struggle. I'm lost. What should I do? I, I, I want you to know that true freedom uh, does not come from your surrounding. True redemption is not circumstantial. True redemption is actually rooted in a person called Jesus Christ. This moment, I want you to take the next step. If you do not know Jesus, if you find life, it's not just mundane but going downhill, you're more lost than you've ever been, you're lonely, you're struggling. The Bible tells us that Jesus is not just God, although He is, but Jesus is also our friend, that He walked with us. So today I want to pray for you. If you have never invited Jesus into your heart, when I, when I say this prayer, say with me, you open your heart, receive Jesus into your life to be your Lord and your Savior, then your world will begin to change, your life will begin to change. But you might wonder, is it that's all that simple? Yes, because He has paid all the price and we can only accept the gift. It is not the works of man that anyone should boast, but it is a gift from God. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 tells us. So I want to pray.